0: Hello, my friend, welcome to the It's Happening For Me podcast. If you're obsessed with all things spirituality, personal growth and development, and living as your highest self, you are in the right place. I am your host, Alyssa, and I spent the majority of my teenage years and young 20s living totally out of alignment. As I started to question my patterns and behaviors and actually got to know myself at the soul level, I realized that everything was happening for me. Now, as a spiritual life coach and human design guide, I am here to share my voice, personal stories, human design wisdom, and learn from incredible individuals living their purpose. Join me each week as we walk the spiral path of purpose together. I cannot wait to dive in. Hello, beauty. Welcome to another episode of the It's Happening For Me podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I am so happy that you're here today. So, today's episode, I wanted to talk about this idea of how to trust ourselves on our spiritual journey and how all of our spiritual journeys are going to unfold so differently from each other. And sometimes it's First of all, it's confusing AF, like on the spiritual path, and we're always growing and evolving, and sometimes we can compare ourselves to other people, or we can feel like we're far behind, or like things aren't changing, or things might get like really difficult in one area of our life, and we're just like, what is going on? And so I just wanted to talk about today especially since yesterday was my 34th birthday. So yay, Capricorn season. Um, I have really had this theme in my life of self-trust and self-reliance, especially starting about like six months ago. And I've talked about this in other episodes, but I've had this like epiphany, like around six months ago, where I was like, okay, I have been investing in myself so much into programs, coaching, like learning from other people that I needed to come back to a space where I am fully embodied and trusting myself and really tuning into what do I actually want? What do I need? And ultimately, I'm the only person that can decide that for myself. And so, Since that's been such a huge, really incredible path I've been on recently, I was like, oh my God, this!" I really feel called today to talk about the spiritual journey and how we can really tune into ourselves and trust ourselves to follow the path that is ours, which is going to be so unique from everybody else. Okay, so... Have you ever had the experience where your friend sends you like a podcast to listen to or a song or a book recommendation and they're obsessed, like they're fanatic. They're like, you have to listen to this. This literally changed my life. Like listen to it immediately and let me know what you think. And so you're like, oh my God, like amazing. And so you listen to it and right away you're like, I don't get it like, I don't resonate with this person's voice. I don't like how they talk. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't care about what they're talking about. Um, Or if it's a book, like, it's super hard to get into it. And you're just like, no, like, I don't get it. That has happened to me so many times. Or like both ways like people giving me recommendations like my mom or a friend sending me something like oh my god like you I listened to the best podcast episode like you're going to love her and then I listen to it and I'm like I can't even get past like 45 seconds like I just know that it's not for me and that doesn't mean that it's any less relevant for the person who sent it to me. Or sometimes if I think something is like really, really funny, you know, like a hilarious meme, I'll send it to George. I'll send it to my mom's a friend. And like their reaction is just like not at all what I wanted. I'm like, why don't you think this is funny? or like, how do you not get this? And what I realized is that, We're all so energetically different that even if it's our best friend, even if it's someone who knows us so well, our mom, our partners, like there's just certain things that they're not going to resonate with. And it's because our energies are so different and our paths are so different. Our life paths are so different. Our... Like what we need, what our soul needs to grow and evolve is so different. What we need to trigger us is so different from what someone else needs. Our life experiences are so different. Our humor is so different, even if, you know, we share a lot of similar things in common. And so, you know, really realizing this, it's like, it's almost like we can fall into a trap of what we think quote unquote spirituality is when we are so inundated by everything online, like on social media, because everyone is constantly sharing things that they're just obsessed with and that, you know, Oh my God, this is like the newest thing that I found. And like, it's so good. And then it like contradicts something else that you already really liked. Or it's, you know, it's just like, it's like, so much, just so much information and so much that we don't resonate with. And it's like, how do I know what to do? How do I know what to follow? And so that's what I really want to talk about in this episode is how to tune back into yourself and start finding things that you really like. Um, Another example is this. I used to love to read when I was a kid. Like, I absolutely loved reading. I read so many books and I think I just read, like, really typical, like kid books like I remember reading the box car I think it's called like the box car club um kids or something where it was like I don't know if they were like orphans or they they were those little kids that like ran away from home but they would like find a box car and like live in it so I've always fantasized about like oh well I guess if I was stranded somewhere I could make the best of it and like go get my own food and like have little supplies and create a little home inside like a little box or something like I've always thought about that because I just love those books or what was the other one like Side High you know that that one where it was like it was about high schoolers and it was like a building that was like 30 stories high but there it was missing like five floors or something and it was just like really like kooky like teachers and like all these crazy things would happen I don't remember the exact name of the book but I loved like those series I loved like um Girl Scout Club series like all of those um And so anyways, like I, so I loved reading. And then when I got into like my teenage years and I wasn't like reading as much and I wanted to get back into reading, like I could not find a book that I liked. And so I just thought that I didn't like reading, but it turns out that I just didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I was interested in. And so just took experimentation to find like what I liked the same thing happened to me when I was you know I had a spiritual awakening and I was like interested in all these different spiritual things but certain topics like just didn't hit for me I was like I don't get it like I never really got and I still don't really get like astral traveling and kind of like more heady um topics and you know things that are like out of this body or like Aliens, I've never really been into like aliens or like extraterrestrials or like traveling like in, in, in different galactic places. I don't even think I'm saying that right. Because honestly, I've also always had a fear of space. Um, I've never been someone that was like, oh, I would love to like go on a ship and go into space like 100%. I You couldn't even pay me. I would never want to do that. <laughs> so like kind of like aliens and all of that kind of stuff, I've never really been interested in. <clears throat> And not to say that I don't believe in them. I've just, have never been like drawn to like star seeds or, you know, like things like that. I've just was never really interested in it. And what I really started being interested in was the first thing that I ever studied when I first had my spiritual awakening was chakras. Like when I, I got a book on the chakra system, um, and it was honestly like I couldn't put it down. I remember I was on a work trip and I flew I think to like San Francisco or somewhere to Northern California and I had this book on the chakras and I was obsessed. Like as I was reading it I was like this makes so much sense to me. Like how each one was related to different body parts and you know different psychological things we go to and there's different foods that you can eat and They can be like overactive or underactive. They can be blocked. Like, you know, how do you um, get them aligned? Like all of those things I was obsessed with and it felt like I was coming back home to myself. It felt like when I was reading it, it just made so much sense. Like there was no doubt in my mind. I wasn't questioning it. I was just like, I feel like I'm reading true wisdom. Um, Same with Ayurveda. That's like the second like thing that I really fell in love with was Ayurveda and just learning all about like the doshas and like how to eat for your mind body type and like i loved like sahara rose's books on it her cookbook on it and then i found other books that i loved and you know it just that felt so true to me and so real like i, I felt like again it's like this ancient wisdom that i was coming back to um and then when i would study like buddhism like that felt really freaking real to me and meditating like meditation yoga kundalini yoga like those were things that felt so true and real to me and it also felt very lonely because when I was on this path I had absolutely zero friends who were also interested in this this was in the time of my life where I was living in Bakersfield um I had already met at this point um i had already met george i was dating george i had stopped drinking alcohol so that had already cleared up like i think a clear connection and channel for me to start getting to know my higher self and to start to have a deeper relationship with god source universe because i wasn't i wasn't always intoxicated you know like i was actually like had a clear channel and so I I just started feeling very connected, especially when I would do yoga. Like, I did yoga at the college. Um, I was in a uh, course and then also would go into these, like, free classes at night. And that's where I really felt very connected to my body and to God through my body. It was weird. It was wild. Like, it felt again, like safe coming back home to something, being very held. It felt very divine. It felt very sacred. It felt, and it it wasn't like the yoga I was doing wasn't like, I'm not a huge yoga person, so I don't even know the names of different yogas, but it was more of like the, the slow restorative one. I don't think it was yin, yin yoga, but it was very like slow. There was like a lot of breathing and a lot of deep stretching and it was very calming. It wasn't like, hyperactive or like really difficult. So anyways, that, that just felt so freaking good. And um, yeah, like it felt also at the same time, very lonely because I didn't have anyone to talk about these things with, you know, like George was interested in these kind of things. So it was something I was kind of doing like by myself, like in my free time. And then I would listen to um, Sahara Rose's The Highest Self podcast. So I was getting all of that like super cool knowledge and wisdom and like all the guests that she would interview. And so I was like learning about all of these different ideas and all of these different, um, practices and different types of spirituality. So that was really cool. And then I feel like the biggest thing that like all kind of started this as well was when I had my, um, I had a course with a professor, Um, I had a, I didn't have to, but I wanted to take a religion um, course, but I wanted to take one that was like, I wanted to learn about all religions because before this, I had grown up Christian, um, which I also talk about in other podcasts, but I was pretty involved. Well, kind of, it's like weird. Like I was pretty involved in the church because I was a minister's assistant, but at the same time, I was never like... I never studied the Bible or really did anything like outside of that. Um, It was more of like a volunteer basis. I would always feel a connection, even though it wasn't really the God that they were talking about. Like there was a disconnect there, but like at every service I would cry because I would feel like I was getting spoken to and just the energy of people. um, We went to a very beautiful Lutheran church where it's like very open-minded and people were just so loving and, it wasn't one of those mega churches that's, like, kind of for profit. That's, like, really gross, kind of, to me. <laughs> um, where they, like, sing and, like, you know, have, like, a band and stuff. It was more, like, traditional. So it just felt, like, kind of sacred, I guess. And so I always felt we would, there was this prayer we would do where we would all hold hands, the whole congregation, close our eyes, and sing this prayer before we took communion. And I swear, it like, the energy felt... Like we were connecting to God, like to source God. It felt so potent. Like I felt like it it was a heart opener. Everybody's hearts were open, and we were singing. We were using our voice. We were connecting. We were holding hands. Like it was very beautiful. And so I always felt very connected in that sense. But um, I also always felt like there was something more. I didn't really, I didn't really feel super connected in terms of like the i don't know traditional religion and so i wanted to take a religion class um when i was at university but i wanted to learn about all of them because i wanted to understand like what is this unifying what are the unifying principles that they're that they're all so similar like what are they based on because there can't only be one truth i just did not believe that one type of person one race one geographical location had all the answers and everyone else was wrong like that did not make sense to me and so I found this um course which was um all about life after death and I was like oh my god like I am obsessed I want to know like what happens when we die because I really didn't not know the only real experience that I've ever had with death was actually a very beautiful experience that is just shows me how tapped in I already was before Which we all are, you know, like when we're born, we're already souls. We're already so tuned in. It's just that we have this amnesia and like forget why we're here. And so that's what makes us like on this path of like seeking our whole lifetimes to come back to self and to source. But, anyways, when my grandfather died, I believe I was like 22, possibly 23, 21, around there. The year, I'm not great with remembering the year since I have um, undefined head in Ajna. I'm like, what are the facts? But, anyways, <laughs> so when my grandpa died, we flew to Nebraska to be with him, my family and to go to the funeral. And something about it, this was my first experience with death with someone that I knew. And um, I was very emotional. Like, I was crying a lot. And I think that has to do with the fact that I have an uh, undefined emotional solar plexus. So I'm amplifying the feelings of everyone around me. And actually, like, nobody was really crying. I was kind of like the one crying in my immediate family, like the whole time. And I realized that I was, I felt so at peace because I knew that he like went somewhere better. Like I knew that wherever he went, it was like love. It was light. It was, um, Somewhere that was just so beautiful that I couldn't even describe or understand, but I didn't have any fear. It was like more like crying and feeling tears of like joy and just like love to celebrate the life that he had, but knowing that he was still with me very much and I was still very connected to him and he, it was safe and like it wasn't scary, which is very weird to have like an understanding like that. The other thing is too that at that point I was very still kind of like indoctrinated in Christianity and I really thought that like oh to go to heaven you have to um you have to say out loud that you like accept Jesus Christ as your lord and savior and then oh you will be saved and so since he was a man that went to church he was involved in church um he was a really like such a beautiful soul like farmer um, till he passed away. Such a hardworking man. Um, so connected to the community. But anyways, I knew that he was religious and that he believed in God. And so for some reason that made me feel safe. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like he, I know that he, you know, does believe in God and accepts him. And so he'll be fine. So that was like the only experience I had with death. Now I signed up for this course. Okay. And it is All about life after death. So, the first like couple of months, we learn about all of the religions, like literally, like all mainstream religions. We learn about the similarities, we learn about what makes them different, and we find those like unifying, universal truths that they can all agree upon. And there are some, like, there are some, yeah, there are some differences between different groups, but there is a lot of similarities between all of them. And then the coolest part of the course is, we read. So we read my professor's book. He spent his entire life, um, first of all, studying all religions, and then under like, and then realizing like, there's something more. There's something more. So he went on to study what happens when we die, and so he studied the afterlife. He studied um, near death experiences, bedside visions, like what happens when people are dying on their deathbed, like what do they see? And there's so many similarities. So he's just studied this his whole life and has so much research on it. And he studied mediumship. He studied um, like reincarnation stories, like where people like are seemingly having memories of a life Like a past life of someone who people recognize. And so it's just fascinating. And um, his name is Stafford Betty, and the book that I'm talking about is called When Did You Ever Become Less by Dying. Afterlife, The Evidence. And so I'll put that in the show notes. It is honestly the best book I've ever read. And that is what catapulted me on my spiritual awakening. Because before that, I didn't really like, I I was still stuck in the paradigm of, like, Christianity, of, like, going to heaven, and then there's a hell, and it was honestly really hard to break out of that, um, like, mental structure. Like, it really was. I felt a lot of guilt. I felt a lot of, um, I was questioning myself, like, wait, like, what is this new information that I'm learning? Like, you know, because in Christianity, they teach you, like, don't look for other truths. Like, don't read other religions or like don't read up on other stuff like only believe in God one God Um, anything else is like not good and so it was kind of scary to explore this but I just remember having this um, moment in the car where I was like oh my god like what if there isn't a heaven and a hell like what if what if Christianity isn't the truth like what if that is an organized religion meant to control people you know like it was this mind fuck moment to be honest where I was like what is going on like is my whole life a lie is everything that I believed in all the the years I spent in confirmation and like bible study you know even though I never like studied it outside of like actually going to those classes I did spend a lot of years in those like environments and so I was like is what I'm doing bad right now? You know, like it was very confusing. And so if you are on the spiritual journey and you are alone and you don't have like friends yet or other people that you can talk about going through this with, like if your family's very religious, um, if, yeah, if there's just no one that you can reach out to, just know that it's totally normal to feel very confused and to be like, what is going on? And it doesn't mean that I think that the Bible is a lie or that like Christianity is like BS. It's not that it's just that, After really learning about all of them and seeing that there are are these universal truths, I do believe in reincarnation, and I do believe that our souls came here for a reason. We keep evolving. I believe in past lives. I believe that we are here to learn lessons and to continue to grow. And then also, it's like obviously, who really knows? Like, I can't prove that there is no way to like prove these things. It's just like what makes the most sense to me in this very moment on my evolution. So. Anyways, as we're reading um, this book, you know, I was I was starting to be, like, awakened to this whole other world. And it was crazy because in the past, um, I would think, like, mediumship or tarot cards was evil. I thought that was, like, demonic. Obviously, I would still never use a Ouija board. I still, like, am scared of that. But I just remember, like, psychics, mediumship tarot. I thought all of those things were like demonic and super evil. And so um, another really funny part of my my story is that, so I took this class and this is where I was like being awake to like everything. Like my mind was being freaking blown open. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. I'll talk about the other books that we read in that class as a class because those are what really helped me on my spiritual path as well to just make sense of everything because it's very confusing. But I also had a teacher, I think I also talk about this a lot, but I had a professor who I was taking a women's religious studies class. And so we would learn all about the conservative, the moderate, and the feminist point of view in every different religion for women like mainstream religions and at the and it was very interesting like I learned so much it's crazy it's crazy to see how a lot of women a lot of religions control women and it's crazy because a lot of women who are in like certain conservative religions they don't feel like they're being uh, controlled like a lot of them like it. A lot of people are very happy with their lives, but there are also a lot of people who are not. And so it's just, it's very interesting. But anyways, so um, I had so much respect for this professor. She was probably like in her thirties at this point, I think I was like 28 years old. And so she was like a little older than me, maybe like 30, 35. Um, she had such a cool style. Like I freaking love how she dressed. Like she was just she was cool. Like she was badass. Like when I would see her, I remember first seeing her before I took the class and I thought that she was like a student in the hallway, but like a really cool looking girl, like woman. And then I found out that she was a teacher and I love how I would see her with her students. And I loved how she like ran the class. I'm like, I've never seen a professor like this, you know, like a young, really cool, like woman. And so, you know, taking the class with her and just like learning about her and like her, how she taught, like on so many different perspectives and was so open-minded. I just thought that she was so cool and I had so much respect for her, so much trust in her. So on the very, and she never tried to convince us of anything because she would never tell us her personal stance. Like she was very open and like empathetic for all different points of view. And then on the very like last week of class, she was talking about witches and she was talking about, Green witches and like all the just different kinds of witches that there are. And she let us know that she herself is a green witch, which is she was talking about how she studies like herbs and she loves to make different like herbal remedies and she loves gardening and she loves plants and like plant medicine and she loves cooking and stuff. And it was so freaking cool because I was like, oh my God, like at that moment in time, I was still very confused and convinced that tarot and like witches were evil you know because that is what we're taught to believe that they are evil that it's demonic and when she was telling me this I was like oh my god like no way like how could she be so cool and like so normal but also be a witch like that's it was blowing my mind and then she passed out different cards, different stuff for like show and tell. And she passed out tarot cards. And I remember that's the first time I had touched tarot cards because again, I thought they were evil. And I was like, oh my God, these are, this is so cool. Like I was like, wait, these aren't evil. And she was talking about how it's like a tool, like a divination tool to like really connect to our higher selves, to spirit. And I was like, wow. And so that's the first time that I saw in person um and was like open to this these new ideas that i once was like very conditioned to think were like weird or like evil and so um so i just thought that was so cool and i thought it was so powerful how she didn't tell us like until the very last week and she even told us it's because she didn't want us to she didn't want to influence our decisions or have a bias of like anything she just wanted to present all of these ideas to us and like help us learn about you know, different ideologies and then see where we fall ourselves. So that was really cool. And the reason I say this is because when you're on this journey, there's going to be certain things that come on your path that you might not resonate with, or that you might think are like weird. Like if somebody else were to introduce me to tarot, or if I was to just try to like I probably would have never just like been drawn to like look into it myself, but it's because this very trusted person that I had a lot of respect for, um, loved it so much and just was speaking such good things about it. And she's just such a beautiful light. I was like, wow, like that influenced me and I needed that experience to be open to this. And now I love tarot. I love Oracle cards. You know, one of the first things that I did when on like my journey, is I read tarot and I would go to Balboa Park and like set up a little booth next to George when he had Anime World and I would read tarot for people and it was incredible like it was incredible how many people are open and they're seeking there's so many seekers out there they're seeking for answers they want guidance and so many of you guys of the things that like the themes that they would ask me about guess what it was it was purpose Okay? Which is fucking crazy. This is before I was on this journey, this, like, purpose journey. I wanted to find my own purpose, but this is before, like, this is before, you know, Dharma Coaching Institute. This is before any of that, like, even existed, and I'm like, oh my god! Like everybody wants to know about their purpose, and so you know, I would read tarot and I would help them, and it, and it, it was always to draw them back to themselves, always to draw them. This is before I knew about human design. This is before I knew about how to like teach them about their authority to make correct decisions for themselves. And we just read the tarot, we had conversations, and I always directed them back to themselves. What do you want? Like, what do you want right now? What excites you? What's more interesting? why are you picking that choice? You know, like, do you feel pressured to pick this choice? For example, I had so many people who were like, I had a lot of girls who would be like, I'm starting or like, I'm either starting college or I'm in like blah, 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 year of college doing this program. But part of me wants to quit everything. And like, go be a nomad like photographer like that was one specific girl and she's like but I just like don't know what to do I don't think I can do that I feel like I have to like finish college and so we would just talk about it like why do you feel like you need to finish college like what part of it is making you feel like that and a lot of times it was parental pressure pressure from society fears like limiting beliefs around like oh well I can never just like be a nomad or like I can never make a lot of money from photography or, you know, I could just could never do this. And it always came back to those limiting beliefs. And so it's just wild. And I also had so many readings, people would um, ask me about relationships. So it was purpose and then relationships was the next one. It was like, should I stay with this guy? Or what do you think about this real ship that I'm in. And so we would draw the cards and we'd be like, Hey, this X, Y, and Z is going to unfold. If you continue on this exact path, is that what you want? You know, or do we need to look at why are we attracting these types of people? You know? And so it was fascinating and it was, it was really, really cool. And where I'm getting with this is like, I, when I was reading tarot for them, I was brand new. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no training of coaching. I had no, um, like understanding of human design. So it was like, I didn't really know at the moment, all of these different things that could help me help other people and guide them to find the correct decisions for themselves. But I had tarot and guess what? The cards always gave the truth. The cards always Like it always either confirms what they already know or it gives them a way to reframe or think about situations in a different way, which then helps them open up their minds like, oh, wow, like other possibilities. And so, my point with this is like on the path, like it's so important that we use whatever tools we have. Like, other things are going to open up for us down the line. Like, who's to say what we're going to be interested in? But don't compare yourself to other people who are interested in like all of these things and they have like, they know so many different modalities, but maybe you just really love one thing. It's like focus on that one thing because that one thing is literally all you need to unlock truth for yourself to and to help others. Like literally, that's all you need is just one thing that you're obsessed with and then everything else will unlock down the line and it keeps growing on itself, which is also so crazy. So Yes. So those were the two things. Um, so those two professors like really helped me on my spiritual path. And so if you're feeling alone right now, because again, like I was saying during those times, I didn't have any friends to talk to literally there was no like online community that I was a part of. I think Sahara Rose was creating rose gold goddesses. And so I like joined that when it first started and I did make two really good friends from that. Like online friends, obviously. But before and but even then, like we didn't talk often, and so I was very alone for a couple years, like, truly, seriously alone. But what I would do is I would journal, I would draw my tarot and oracle cards, I would draw pictures, I would go on like little guided journeys by myself. Like, I remember, this is the coolest shit. So, okay, another little tangent: Plant medicine. So I, at this moment in time in my life, do not feel drawn to plant medicine. I have not up until this point. I've actually felt like I don't, I I actually have a strong desire to not do it. And I feel like for me, I just have this like fear that it would unlock something like psychosis or it would unlock something crazy. Like I feel like I do not need it. And I have, okay, so in my 12th house in astrology, Okay, I forgot where I was going with that, but okay, so I have my south node in the 12th house in Leo, and so I've been told that probably in past lives, I was a very spiritual person, and I was used to like really being alone and being like... in my spiritual pursuits. And with my North node in Aquarius in the sixth house, I meant to move towards more like physical routines, like being in my body and the day to day and also like with others. And so I forget where I was taking this, but <laughs> I actually had to pause it for like one moment um, to do something. So I completely forgot where I was taking this, but anyways, um, So yeah. So if you feel alone, again, I'll just say like, if you feel alone on your spiritual path, just know that there's going to be a time where you do start making friends with like-minded people. And I would just recommend like joining communities of people who have the same interests as you. Whenever you're trying to figure out like what next thing you want to be like interested in, just see what lights you up and what signs open up for you. Because there have been so many things where I'm just like, I'm... I'm not that interested in that. Like, I don't know. I feel like the whole, like for some reason so far, I have not been super interested in like womb healing and like the divine feminine, like sacred womb type of stuff. I just haven't been interested in that either. And what I find myself most interested in these days is really like connecting back to myself through, meditation through breath work. I have the most amazing breath work practice that I've been doing for the past couple of days. And it's been really like making me feel super connected. Okay. Sorry. I just remembered what I was talking about. I was talking about plant medicine. So let's just talk about plant medicine real fast. So I have not been called to do plant medicine. I've never done ayahuasca. I've never like microdose mushrooms, psilocybin, like nothing. And, um, I used to smoke weed like when I was younger, but I mean, that's not like not for any like sacred reason. Um, But I just like do not feel called to it. I don't feel like I need it. I feel like I have had so many super cool experiences, meditating, doing breath work, just signs that I get in my day to day life. I feel so connected to God universe I feel so connected to like angels I get signs all the time like I said angel numbers words um I just know things like I feel very connected to nature when I'm out you know with the trees or going on a really pretty walk next to water I feel very connected like something's always holding me I feel very held um And I've done a lot of energy work. I've done a lot of like stuff with quantum Reiki. And I felt very tuned in and tapped into that to the point where I'm like, I don't feel the need that I need it. And I actually think that it would lead to some sort of psychosis for me. Like I really do. I have um, an aunt on my mom's side and there's a story where when she was a teenager, she went on this date and with this guy and then she came back and was never the same. And they think that she took like LSD or they think she did some sort of drug and like on the date and like the guy gave it to her and she like tripped out. And then I think she went to like a mental institute and she was never the same again. And so if you are just hearing that, like I've always had this thing inside of me as a kid where I was like, I will never do psychedelic drugs. Like even growing up in high school and like in college, um, I had so many friends who would do mushrooms, not even, not like microdosing, but just like actual doses of mushrooms, um, like acid, and I would be with them and I just would not participate because I had no mother effing desire, like none. I just never wanted to. I never felt peer pressured. Um, I just never wanted to. And I think that my soul knows what's best for me. So if you Are seeing all these people who are claiming to be like new age shamans and they're doing like ayahuasca ceremonies at their house, like, and you don't feel called to it. Like, and you're like, why don't I feel like called to this? Probably because you're just not meant for it. And if you do feel called to it, I highly suggest doing so much research and actually going to another country with actual, like, actual sacred real indigenous shamans you know who have studied this their entire lives this is all they do it's not a tourist destination you know like I feel like it's just gotten super weird as spirituality has gotten really popular and um it's crazy to me how many people will do journeys so often. And this isn't coming from a place of judgment because it might sound very judgmental since I don't particularly feel drawn to it. But this isn't that. Something in my soul just tells me that it's not meant for that. It's supposed to be a very sacred thing that calls to you. And it's supposed to, from my understanding, Highlight or open up things, truths to you that you probably haven't been seeing so that you can heal more on your spiritual journey and heal more in this lifetime. And then, like, I think personally that if you aren't taking the steps to heal relationship wounds, whatever the things are that you've learned from that journey, like if you're not doing the embodiment and instead you're just jumping back into another one in a couple of weeks or months, I feel like that is like, what's the point? Like, Literally, what are you getting from that other than more of like an ego driven, like fun time, like you are getting illuminated these things, but you're not doing anything to change your life. You're just in the same place. For me, it just feels very like, I don't know, it just feels like not authentic. And so, yeah, but again, for anyone who's like really drawn to that, that is awesome. But I just recommend like, like I said, doing a lot of research and doing it because you actually feel really called to it. And it's so interesting because that's one of the things where it's, like, on our path, we have so many uh, things available to us where it's, like, you just might not be interested in it. And also, I believe that if your soul isn't ready to, like, understand something or, like, learn from it, it's not going to make sense to you. Like, I read um, one of... El- Eckhart Tolle's books. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but I read one of his books when I was still living in San Diego before I moved to Bakersfield. I think I was probably like 24, maybe 24 years old. This was like in 2014. And I think I was reading like A New Earth or one of his books and I had no idea what it was saying. Like I didn't understand any of the words. It was like I would read it a page or two and then be like, I have no idea what I just read. Like I didn't understand any of the terminology. It was so confusing. And I was just like, this isn't for me. And then now it's like, if I read the same book, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And so I think there's certain books even that, and, and the thing is that that book is so popular. Like that is on Oprah Winfrey's like book list. Like that is like one of the main, like, books that everyone reads when they're on the personal growth and like spiritual path but to me it didn't make any sense i had no idea what the fuck i was talking about and so i you know what did it for me was the book that i told you about that i read with my professor you know and it's like we're all gonna have these other like each of us are going to have ways of understanding information that's going to make sense. That's going to help us, our souls evolve and grow. And so it does, it's not really helpful often to like read a book off a book list or read a book that Oprah recommends because it might just like not make sense to us now, but in a couple years when we're somewhere completely different, it's going to make so much sense. The other one that I really wanted to say that like helped me so much is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I think that's who wrote that one. Um, Oh, my God. The untethered soul literally helped me understand how to identify between, like, my soul, who's, like, the observer, and then, like, me, the person who's, like, in this body, Alyssa, that's, like, going through life, whatever, like, on autopilot. And it helped me understand, like, the differences between that because it can also be very confusing on this path. And so that one was super good. Um. And it's like, when I read it again, like if I read it a couple years later, I'll get so many different new insights because new things open up to us. Same with like human design. I was just at the beach with my mom this week, this weekend, like today. And she was like, Alyssa, like, what am I? um, She was asking me, she's like, I don't get the gates in human design. Like, what is the point of them again? Or like, how am I supposed to study them? And it was weird. Like in that moment, like I didn't even know how to explain it to her. I was just like, well, the gates are like, It's more of a defined expression of your energy, like through that center. But for some reason, I couldn't even put into words what it was or how she should study it or why she should study it. Like I was talking about, I gave her an example of like this the last reading that I did for someone and how she has um, one of the gates, which is like the storyteller. And so she's like really meant to like share her past experiences with her clients and with her audiences. Like that's how she's going to grow. Her business is from sharing her experiences and being the storyteller and taking little snippets of her past and then like putting it into new lessons for people, like for them to grow and evolve. But I was like, other than that, I didn't know how to explain it to her. And it was weird because I even have a reading that is like, literally I offer a human design reading all about your gates so you can really understand like what your unique gifts and talents are. But I didn't know how to explain it. And I was like, I think because she's just like it's not interesting to her. Like her soul isn't supposed to study the gates of her human design right now. It just doesn't mean anything. And that's okay because she has other things that she's really interested in. And then she'll try to send me those podcast updates or like like astrology transit podcast that like I just don't really care about right now you know like so it means nothing to me and I'm like okay that's like it's not that interesting and I don't understand it like same thing with gene keys oh my god this is a great example so as you guys know right now I'm obsessed with G- gene keys and right now I'm like going hard into the venus sequence um at first I was obsessed with the pearl sequence because I really wanted to know like oh my god like how am I supposed to like operate in my business, you know, like my soul line business, how am I supposed to attract clients? Like, what should my branding be? Cause all of that is in there. And then I was obsessed with the genius sequence because I was like, Oh my God, like, what are my four prime gifts? Like, what is my life's work? Like, what am I here to do? What is my biggest challenge I'm going to keep facing up against? Like, Oh my God, like what makes me radiant? Like what makes me healthy and radiant? And Oh my God what is my purpose you know which we can find from that that sequence and i never really felt called to the venus sequence until this freaking last couple of weeks i am obsessed like and now this is my favorite one because it's all about relationships and like as i evolve on my path you know i'm realizing like what i'm really excited about and interested in it keeps changing and evolving and so now i'm like Really into the Venus sequence. I'm really into understanding and healing myself and like my patterns in relationships and seeing, identifying my shadows so that in real time I can see when they're coming up. And I have tools now in my toolkit to know how to give myself some spaciousness, gentleness, compassion to choose a different way and to stop being so reactive. And it's very interesting because I so since I've been like really like deeply studying this for the past couple of weeks. And when I say deeply, like I read about this for like five hours a day, like I'm obsessed. And then I see it play out in my life. I contemplate it. I think about how it's impacted me in the past and I'm drawing all of these like conclusions and it makes so much sense. But what I started to realize is like, I've been really triggered more recently and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I'm like, dude, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm very emotional. I'm feeling so triggered in my relationships. I'm really reacting. I'm like, why am I reacting so bad? Like, I thought I was like learning more about myself. And like, I thought I was healing these like relationship patterns. And I felt like I was regressing like 30 steps or like a thousand steps, to be honest, because I'm like, what is going on? Why am I so dang reactive? Why am I stuck in these freaking patterns? like, for example, one of mine is, like, immaturity. So, like, if I don't get, like, my way or something that I want, immaturity, even though this this isn't even in my Venus sequence, this is just my biggest challenge that I face up against. This is my evolution, is, like, immaturity and, like, not, like, accepting something. And so, like, that has been coming up so much. I'm like, why am I doing that? And then also, Another one would be like impatience. Like this is in my Venus sequence. Impatience, force, agitation. So those are three of my biggest shadows. And it's like, why am I so agitated all the time? Why um, am I so impatient? And then it's creating this like immature reaction. And you know what I realized? And I actually read this from Richard Red, Is that it's not that I'm more reactive in the past couple of weeks. It's that I have awareness now. Okay, this is like mind blowing. I have awareness now. And so I'm not acting more emotional more than ever now. I'm not being more immature. I'm not being more impatient. I'm not being more agitated. It's just that I have freaking awareness around it. And it's like, "Oh my god, it feels so intense, but it's just because I'm not asleep to it." I'm not about asleep to it. I'm not in this constant reaction, I'm able to like look at it and be like, oh my God, Alyssa, like, why are you acting like this? And I'm able to look at it. I'm able to witness it. And so that's what happens on our spiritual journey. It's like when we start understanding our core wounds and the shadows that we have, and we see them play out in relationships, because that's the number one place they're going to play out is in relationships. Like we cannot quote unquote ascend alone. We cannot, like grow and evolve on our spiritual journey alone. We have to be like in relationship because that's where our triggers come up. And then that's where we also have the opportunity to choose the gift of our frequency and to choose compassion, gentleness for ourselves and our partners or parents or kids. And so, yeah, I just thought that was crazy. And I really want to like share that with you because if you're on this path and you feel like, gosh, like why does it feel like more than ever I just suck? Or like, why does it feel like more than ever I'm in my shadows and they're like so apparent to me? And it's not because you're regressing or you're going backwards or you're not growing. It's because you're aware of them. And so keep freaking going. Like this is the work. And as we keep being aware of them and giving ourselves space in the moment of when we're reacting like that and we can choose a different path or choose to not say what we want to say instead, hold it back, you know, don't say something out of anger and then talk about it later in a more compassionate way. Like all of the times that we do that and we practice that, that is what is strengthening us. Our emotional intelligence, our um, spiritual intelligence and our mental intelligence. Like all of that is increasing our intelligence overall. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that. So, yeah, just to really tie it back all together, like, there's so many different things on the spiritual, like, in spirituality, right? We can be interested in crystals. We can be interested in tarot, oracle cards, meditation, the sacred feminine path. We can be interested in goddesses. We can be interested in Akashic records, which, oh my God, I'm so excited about that I'm, um, Learning Akashic record reading for others. I have my second class meeting tomorrow, so we're gonna be practicing 4 a.m. <clears throat> we're all in different time zones, and so um, yeah, so it just worked out that way. So I am up in Adam 4 a.m. I did it already once on Friday, and so I was really, really nervous that I wasn't gonna be able to wake up for my alarm, but I did, and so and it was amazing. So, so excited with that. I'm actually taking it with Rebecca Lyons, um, the beautiful Akashic Record reader that I um, interviewed on the podcast a couple episodes ago. So if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to it all about the Akashic Records. It's so good and i really excited because I'm going to be able to offer this um, to other people too, which is really exciting. So, there's Akashic records, there's astrology, there's human design, there's gene keys. Um, there's so many different paths that we can take. I think I already said yoga, um, plant medicine, Buddhism. Like, there's so many different things that we can like study and learn about. But don't be overwhelmed. Like just keep choosing the things that are really exciting to you and know that if you're excited about something it is for you. So like dive all the way into it. That's that's like my recommendation. It's like are like why do I feel really drawn to this or like why do I feel like I really want to learn about the chakra system? Like why do the chakras make so much, much sense to me? That's because you're having a soul remembrance. Like you hundred percent had experiences with this in your past life. And that's why you're so drawn to certain modalities. So just know and allow yourself to dive all in and to be excited about it and to learn more and don't worry about what other people are doing. And like, don't feel like you need to go down this path or like start, like, I don't know, like, um, one example for me is like everyone had been like really, um, like Sahara Rose, she's on her path of like the sacred, like feminine path and like dancing and like all of this stuff. And like, I don't resonate with that. And it doesn't feel exciting for me. And when I would see how many people were also on that path and like following her and just like, so excited to like, you know, be into that stuff right now, I was like, What's wrong with me? Like, shouldn't I be more into this like feminine, divine womb, like sh- stuff? And then I was like, no, I shouldn't, because that's not what my soul wants to do. Like, I want to study and be interested in what I want to study in. That doesn't make me any less spiritual. It doesn't make me less, any less feminine. Like, maybe I'll be interested that in that in sometime in the future. But for right now, it's just not what I'm interested in. And so that's totally fine. So find the things that you like and find the things that are really exciting for you and just go all in on that. And again, don't feel bad if like your friend or someone sends you like a podcast episode or a book and you're just like, okay, yeah, like this, I don't, what does this mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, don't feel like there's any hierarchy or like that you don't know enough because you don't understand this book that they're sending you that was like life changing for them. And so you're like, I don't understand what the fuck this is talking about. Like just know that that's because we all have different energetic frequencies and we're all like going to get initiated onto our path in different ways. So just be really excited for the way that comes up for you. And yeah, so I hope this episode was juicy. I hope you can relate to it. Um, I really would love to know, though, like what you're excited and like interested in now. So send me a DM if you have like a favorite book, even though I know I said like. I, I still love getting book recommendations, okay? I still love recommending books. I still love when people send me songs. I love when people send me podcast episodes. And then it's up to me to like listen to it and see if I actually want to invest my time and energy into it. So also like don't take this as I'm saying like, oh, like keep everything to yourself or like don't listen to any recommendations. They're all going to suck. Like no, like sharing is the most beautiful thing. I've I've learned and got introduced into so many cool stuff from other people sharing it like so keep sharing what you're interested in keep sharing all the really cool stuff like share the episodes share the songs share the books like this is really how we grow and then you know it will take that and it'll mean something to someone and if it doesn't mean someone something to someone that's totally fine so yeah, send me a DM. Let me know what book you're reading. Let me know what you're interested in in these days. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify and like um, rate and review. It would mean so much to me. So, so, so much. And thank you so much as always for listening. I appreciate you so much. And yay, I will see you next week. It's 5.55 on the clock as I'm looking at it right now. So I hope you guys have a beautiful evening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review and share the episode with a friend who you know will love it. We can connect further on Instagram at I am Alyssa May. So come say hello. Leave a comment of your favorite takeaway on my most recent post. And I cannot wait to connect. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.